0: This week, Father Paul explains that God learned his lesson in Leviticus, where the land is not cursed as it was in Genesis, but granted rest to enjoy its sabbaths, a rest it does not have when men dwell upon it. I am happy to introduce Father Paul on the Bible as Literature podcast, Tarazi Tuesdays. The land shall be relieved from you. Remember, we heard this earlier in Leviticus regarding the sabbatical year. While you are in your enemy's land, let me read it in one stretch then the land shall enjoy its Sabbaths as long as it lies desolate while you are in your enemy's land because you are the problem for your own land now if you recall the play between Adam and Adama then you will understand my comments in my latest books that the Adam was supposed to take care of the Adama by living the command of the Most High. And if not, then God will punish the human being. In Genesis 3, he says to Adam that the earth, the land, shall be cursed because of you. But that is Genesis 3. Here God learned his lesson and changed the tone or tune. I'm going to relieve the Adama of you, Adam. Then the land shall rest and enjoy its Sabbaths. Notice the repetition at the beginning of the verse and the end of the verse. As long as it lies desolate, it shall have rest. Can you imagine? Hear it, friends. Even in English it's so clear. And yet our NATO theology switches all that. As long as it lies desolate, it shall have rest, the rest which it had not in your Sabbaths, when you dwelt upon it. Why? Because you were not listening to me. Okay, interesting chapter, and I hope that you will concentrate not so much on the blessings, but on the curses, friends. It's high time. They are both in the same chapter. And here, obviously, in Hebrew, the text is more powerful because you have a play on the same root and sound. Rest and Sabbath are from the same root in Hebrew, that you do not hear in English. On the Sabbath, the land will Shabbat rest. And this play on words is all over the place. It is famous, for instance, in the book of Hosea, where you have a play between return, which is Shub, and dwell, which is Yashab. And in the conjugation, these two verbs sound similar when you conjugate them. Okay, without going into that, you can read the book of Hosea. And all this is lost in the translations. The meaning is still there as I keep hearing the theologians, but the meaning, but where do you get the meaning? You get it only in your mind, but someone who knows Hebrew feels it in the marrow of his bones. It's right there, the land on the Shabbat will Shabbat. And as for those of you that are left, I will send faintness into their hearts in the lands of their enemies. Notice he pursue them, even after having scattered them among their enemies. The sound of a driven leaf shall put them to flight, and they shall flee as one flees from the sword, and they shall fall when none pursues. They shall stumble over one another, as if to escape a sword, though none pursues, and you shall have no power to stand before your enemies okay it's like in the eerie movies you hear a sound and you start trembling and you shall perish among the nations and the land of your enemies shall eat you up okay Remember the story of Cain. Okay, the cry will come up from the earth that will swallow Cain at one point. And those of you that are left shall pine away in your enemies' lands because of their iniquity. Notice the precision in the text. Not it will happen so. There is always a reminder of your sin, which is iniquity, and also because of the iniquities of their fathers, they shall pine away like them. Remember the story of the exile, that you are here in exile because of the iniquity, the sins of your fathers, but you will remain in exile Because of your sins. Let's never forget that. But if they confess their iniquity. And the iniquity of their fathers. In their treachery. Let's remember all that. Especially we Christians. That like to praise the fathers. There is nothing to be praised about them. Rehear Psalm 78. So you have to confess your iniquity and the iniquity of their fathers. But we twist that. We are not as good as the fathers, especially the Orthodox, love to repeat that. Our fathers were great. We're not, but our fathers were great. What are you talking about? You're praising yourself. Because you are praising your fathers and the stress is on the, your fathers. But if they confess their iniquity and the iniquity of their fathers in their treachery which they committed against me and also in walking contrary to me. Notice the stress always is on the doing as Paul we we'll revisit this in Romans chapter 2 and 3. So that I walked contrary to them. Remember, you do ill, God will do ill to you. So that I walked contrary to them and brought them into the land of their enemies. If then their uncircumcised heart is humbled, and they make amends for their iniquity. Then I will remember my covenant with Jacob, and I will remember my covenant with Isaac, and my covenant with Abraham, and I will remember the land. Notice, he does not remember the goodness of Jacob, Isaac, and Abraham. Hear me, O ye Orthodox. He stresses his commitment to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in spite of their sillinesses. But the land shall be left by them and enjoy its Sabbaths. And then people always criticize me for my so-called repetitiveness. My dear friends, scripture is repetitive. This is where I learned repetitiveness. But the land shall be left by them and enjoy its Sabbaths while it lies desolate without them. Phenomenal. And they shall make amends for their iniquity because they spurned my ordinances and their soul abhorred my statutes. Yet for all that, when they are in the land of their enemies, I shall not spurn them, and this is the goodness of God. Neither will I abhor them, so as to destroy them utterly and break my covenant with them. That is the stress. Not as I hear throughout North America, because God loves us, so we have our own value and we are special in his eyes. I am sick of that. No, God is committed To his covenant. That's the famous righteousness. Or faith of God. In Romans chapter 3. For I am the Lord. Their God. But I will for their sake. Remember the covenant with their forefathers. Notice again the repetition. Don't blame me. Believe me, friends, if I would have read this article, not only most of you, all of you, would have imagined that I am repeating myself. But I got you this time, because I'm reading aloud the text, and you can check on it. But I will, for their sake, remember the covenant with their forefathers whom I brought forth out of the land of Egypt, in the sight of the nations, that I might be their God, I am the Lord. And we are at the threshold of the message of Ezekiel, whom I consider the father of scripture. All this is based on, I said it in my last book, that there is no Leviticus without Ezekiel.